Hello, everyone. Welcome to Q Points, the mobile DJ podcast. My name is Anthony. Alongside me is co-host Will. Hey, what's going on? We have a very special guest today. We do, my friend. This is uh, someone that uh, I've come to know over the past, uh, I would say, what do you think, like a year? Probably about Probably a year. A year yeah. already. It's, uh, it's going pretty fast. It's April 10th. We're here live at LIU Studios. It's another gorgeous Wednesday. And even if it's raining out, it's still a gorgeous Wednesday because we are here, my friend. That's right. At the Mobile DJ Podcast. You can find us where, Anthony? QPointsPodcast.com, Instagram, and Facebook at QPointsPodcast. Awesome. So, yeah, so we're here today with Brandon from Red Max Entertainment. What's up, man? How are you? Dude, I'm happy Thank you're you guys here. For Thanks me. for coming on. Yeah. Dude, you excite me. Like, I, 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 and I know that sounds so weird, but you do because, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, I don't know, you're cool with how old you are, right? Like, it doesn't yeah. bother you? Yeah. Dude, you're 19. Like, that's awesome. I have and a I, few more years still bothers me. Dude, <laughs> that's, <laughs> now you'll get it. When you turn 24, 25, you'll understand where I'm at. So, dude, Brandon, um, for a lot of people in, in, the, uh, in this area that are in the production and DJ world, they'll definitely know him. Uh, if you're in, shout out IDJ Now. If you're in there, you might see one of his videos on the TVs. Brandon is all about the production world and everything, and he's only 19. I mean, it's awesome because there's not a lot of people, I would say, under 25, 25 counts, so I'm good still. <laughs> uh, just for another year, I'm okay. That are uh, just doing everything, man, and just and just killing it. So, uh, well, first off, congratulations. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, so tell us, you know, a little bit about Red Max and a little bit about, you know, how you got started. Sure. So, I started DJing in 2013. Um, so, I've been in the industry for a while. Um, I like to say I've started professionally in about 2016. Mm-hmm. Um so for a while, you know, from 2013, 2016, it was just family events. It was, you know, backyard birthday parties, uh, basic stuff. In 2013, I bought my first mixer. It was like $80 off Amazon. Yep. It was like the <laughs> IDJU mix, something yep, like yep. that. Uh, and it was like $80. And that was cool. That got me started. Um, and I was really just pressing play and pressing pause yep. and, you know, moving the volume faders up and down. Uh, but 2016 was when I started really getting into DJing, doing more outside events, friends of family, um, friends of friends, some school events, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then my passion kind of grew through the production side of it. So I started working um, at a few local production companies. Viper Studios is one. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of getting my hands into the production end of things, both audio, lighting, sound. Um, and I kind of really took a liking for that side of the industry. Um, so I started to branch out and freelance for a lot of companies doing you know, lighting, audio, sound, uh, just roadieing teching, everything like that. And um, that's kind of how my passion grew for the entertainment event production industry. Um, so I started my company in 2016. Before that, I was just, you know, my DJ name. Mm-hmm. And um, I started my company. And I'll give a little background on Red Max because everyone asks, you know, where that came from and what it is. And the simple answer is it's just a brand. Um, I wanted to create a brand. It started with the RE. Mm-hmm. Um and then it kind of grew to incorporate that into the Red Max Entertainment logo. Um, so it's the same RE, just you know, expanded into the name. And then more recently, this year, we actually incorporated it as an LLC from a DBA. So we turned it into Red Max Events, um, since we're leaning more towards the event production side of right. things. So we're not locked into um, entertainment and DJing. And we'll still offer that stuff, but it's you know, my theory behind it was if our name has entertainment in it, 
and people see that, they're going to see Remax Entertainment. They're going to be like, okay, he does DJs and photo booths. Let's right. call him for that. And then maybe he does some other stuff too. So with Remax Events, it's more of like, okay, maybe he's an event planner. He's yeah, more he's, he's in the event yeah. industry. So let's reach out to him and see what he does. Awesome. Um, so that's kind of the the theory behind that. Um, but then from there, my company's just kind of grown. I've been you know putting just like most business owners, probably most of your money back into the that's business. It, man. You know to get different equipment. Um, I've bought the LED stages. I've bought you know some furniture, some cocktail tables, stuff like that, and just kind of built up that industry so that I can you know rent out and and do the event production side of things. Um, and then I've always just kind of wanted to gear my equipment that route too. Um, by no means do I have the production equipment to do a big you know festival kind of thing with right. just, it's just a different level of equipment with Tomcat oh, trussing and stuff like yeah. that um, but as far as the, the DJ industry is concerned I'm trying to be more in the production end right. of it um, so I've kind of geared my equipment towards you know hybrid moving heads and just building up the inventory and in I mean, that sense. So. I mean, just to not not to cut you off, but I mean, he's throwing you know he's throwing years out here, and you know he's talking about you know started his company in 2016. He's only 16 at that point, dude. Like that's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. Like I give my my brother is 19, really same age as you. Right. Right. He ain't got nothing crap together <laughs> like that, dude. Like like that is what I'm talking about, man. Like throwing that is your brother under the bus, like that. hell yeah, dude. I'll throw him <laughs> under every bus, man. No, dude, that is awesome. No, he's he's. Definitely very professional. I, I've seen a lot from you, especially on social media. You're huge on social media. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. YouTube and everything. You want to sure? Ma- yeah. So talk a little bit about that. My YouTube channel. I don't even know what year it started. Probably about two years ago now. Um, but it actually started with ADJ's My DMX, and they came out. That was the software I was using at the time, and they came out with My DMX three. And I was having issues with the previous MyDMX, so I was back and forth with support. And um, to solve the issue, they decided to replace my MyDMX unit with the MyDMX 3, which at that time I knew nothing about. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it's just a newer model or something. They sent it to me, and it turns out I actually got it about three days before it was released to oh, the wow. public. So. I got the new piece of equipment. I had no clue how to work it. The software was totally different. So I did what probably most people do who are watching this. They went to YouTube and searched it or searched tutorial, searched something like that, and nothing came up. So I was like, what's the deal with this? So I went on their website and it said, coming soon. I was Uh like, okay. So then I was like, all right, I'm off from school the next few days. Let's dive into it and teach myself. So I taught myself the whole software and I was like, you know, this was probably now a day before it was released. I was like, let me make a video of what I've learned about the software. So I started that tutorial video and posted it to YouTube. It's up to like 55,000 views or wow. something like that. And, you know, I I don't contribute that to my subscribers or anything. That was just purely because purely that was search. the only video yeah. that came up when people first got the product, which is pretty cool. That's really That's awesome. awesome. Um, but yeah. that launched my, my channel. I created a second one. That one's like close. I think it's like 40-something thousand views. And then from there... A lot of people were commenting and appreciated the tutorials and stuff like that. Um, so I started doing, you know, product reviews and stuff like that. I've done some lights for um, ADJ. I've done some bags for Reba cases, stuff like that. And then, like you mentioned, IDJ Now. I did a few videos for them on different. Uh, I think that products was when I first saw like you. That, so I too. saw you come up on the screen. I was like, isn't that yeah. <laughs> I get texts <laughs> all the time. People it? screenshotting behind the counter and Juan's in the corner, yeah, like I ringing mean, them up, and then my face is on <laughs> the TV screen. But <laughs> no, but dude, that's so that's so. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. You have such a rounded, like already, like knowledge of so many different things. It's for sure. It's it's really incredible, man. So it's just, and so, you do the gig logs too. Yeah, yeah. So that's huge. Gig logs, 
for me, haven't always been uh, like my focus. I wanted to make it more of a tutorial-based channel, mm -hmm. something that I could do if I'm free or available one day, just take out a piece of gear, uh, create a tutorial and help people in that way. Um, but I've noticed, you know, through your videos, through DJ Bar, people like mm -hmm. that, that gig logs are very popular in, you know, the industry. People love watching them and, and seeing that kind of thing. Um, but for me, time-wise, when I'm on a gig, I usually don't have a lot of time to worry about that. So I try and film a few here and there um, to give people a taste of what we're doing. Right. And then I've actually gotten a few clients, um, actually several clients from YouTube videos, which is pretty crazy That's too. I was awesome. never expecting yeah. that. Um, I knew you could get paid through YouTube, like through the advertisements and stuff. Um, but I haven't even reached like my first paycheck from that. I think like the threshold's like a hundred dollars or yeah, something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. But um, so getting jobs through that is pretty crazy. But I did like the lighting install at uh, St. Bart's. I did all the programming for that. I did um, programming at Daryl's House Club upstate. Mm -hmm. um, and those were actually based off the My DMX tutorial series. The people went to watch it. They were watching the so videos because they installed it. Wow. And then they were like, we were watching your videos. We realized you're from New York. Can you just come do it for us? And I that's was like, awesome. sure. That's so, uh, you know, that's, that's where the YouTube thing kind of took off. And then I was like, all right, let me keep putting content out. Maybe right. some more jobs will come out of it kind of thing. That is, that is awesome. So. so all these different directions that you're going through, well, what would you say if you broke it down percentage-wise? You know, DJ, lighting, you know, all these different things. How do you break it down, really, if you had to? So DJ-wise is probably about 30 to 40% of our work now. Okay. Um, but we have a few weddings. We're actually going to Massachusetts in September for a wedding. Wedding, wow. uh, Connecticut in July for a wedding. Um, so we, we travel around and do a few of those. Um, but weddings, uh, mitzvahs, I have some in May that mm -hmm. are booked with DJs and stuff like that. But I try and sell them on, on more than just that. Sure, I, yeah. I do probably less than six jobs a year that are just like a DJ. Just I did a DJ. bowling fundraiser last night. That's like one I do every year kind mm -hmm. of thing. Um, but I do probably about six of those where it's just a DJ. I'm trying to get all those clients on board with the production aspect and show them how the production can really enhance their event and, and what it can add to it. I can I can definitely attest to that because the best thing you can do is if you have reoccurring you know, and residual accounts every year, if I don't add something new that's going to enhance their experience and their client's experience, then I'm failing. Because you know, every year, if, if they're paying X next year, they should have X and Y. Right. You know, they should always 100%. be adding on. So, And you offer so many unique things because a lot of the things that you're putting out, and, what, and what's your social media, um, just so they, they can find you. So the company's social media is at Redmax underscore events, mm -hmm. and then my social media is at Brandon Heverla. Okay. So you can follow and, both I of mean, them. you guys are posting so awesome. many things, and I'm like, I look at them, I'm like, damn, that was such a cool <laughs> way. You could take, you, you know, because you take these, you know, stage squares and these whatnot, and you just make new things. I'm like, huh, never thought right. I'd have to do that. I, mean, I wanted to touch on that with you. You're so innovative with the setup design and lighting design. You just know so much about this production. It's amazing. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm trying to think outside the box, keep coming mm -hmm. up with unique things. Um, I had the idea, I was at a buddy's warehouse, he had the circle truss, and I was like, wow, that'd be cool. I was like, Thanksgiving, uh, not Thanksgiving, uh, Valentine's Day, we can do, you know, a heart out I of that. I saw that, that was cool. And I was going back and forth with somebody else, and I was like, you know, hey, I, th I think it would be really cool to do a heart out of these shapes, and they're like, no, when you attach those, it's going to be a McDonald's logo. And I was like, <laughs> That's a, all right, let me just do too. it and show you, you know? <laughs> right. So, um, 
I kind of drew it out. But same thing like you were saying with the the dance stages and stuff. You know, I have a few things in my inventory that I would consider unique that yeah. other people don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of my stuff, I just you, treat as, as tools in a toolbox. Yeah, um, I see you that, know, yeah. Uh, there's probably everyone's buying stages now. I see it in the group every you know every, every day, day. Someone's posting and saying, "Where can I buy stages? Yeah. How can yeah. I buy stages? Stuff like that." You know, so um, who do you guys use for that? People are always texting me, "Where'd you I've buy those?" You, before, you know, and you I said, "Hey me. man, I was like, I need exactly. something specific made. Where do you get it?" You know, you know? exactly. And uh, you know, I get people from from all over the U.S. too, and I'm like, you know, you can you could buy them from the guys I use here, but shipping's gonna cost you. Yeah. You know? um, but I just I treat it as tools in a toolbox. I don't care if every right. company on Long Island has the stages. It you doesn't know, matter. I, I can that's still it, come it, up with unique uh, you know, designs, yeah. use them in different ways to and, do front and that, boards, that's stuff the like biggest that, thing so. is because you know all, all these DJ companies, everyone out there. I mean, most of us have a lot of the similar stuff. We all have TVs. We all have trussing. You know, you, you right. just what makes it different. And right. I feel like you really do, you know, hit that hit that note where it's like I can make something different, and it's not the same thing. And I feel like you do also have very um, the clients that I see you post for. You know, they really love the, the work you do. You know, I've seen it that you really go above and beyond to make sure that you know all these little details are all noted. Right. Yeah. We try and we try and go above and beyond for every client. That's for sure. Um, but we try and you know throw in something unique and different back to the the repeat clients we were talking about mm-hmm. um, I do a color run every year and they just came back to me uh, a few weeks ago I was doing a different event for the same organization and they were like you know here's the date for the color run book it we want the same thing as last year and I was like you don't want to try something different right and they're like what can we do different so I was like all right <laughs> come over box of <laughs> let's you know let's talk let's do some things so I spit a whole bunch of ideas out and they're like all right we love it uh, relay for life I do every year yep. I spit a whole bunch of new ideas ideas out. Um, we've actually got something big in the works that I was kind of iffy about. I didn't think they'd pay for it um, because they are, you know, a fundraiser and stuff sure. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess I kind of portrayed it in the right way mm-hmm. um, to show them what value it would bring to their event, you know, and stuff like that. And they were like, we'll take it all. We'll figure out how to pay for it later. <laughs> that's my so, favorite thing to say. Yeah. You want to talk dirty to me? That's what, it's, that's what it's like. Yeah. So. I have actually an interesting question. Is anyone in your family an entrepreneur? They're not. No one is. So what yeah. made you want to go into business for yourself? Because it's not an easy thing. You know, it's, it's, it's not. not. You have to have a passion for what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my dad's an architect. He's always worked for other people. He did do some freelance stuff in the beginning, uh, designing some stuff, but he works for other people. Um, my sister's a doctor in North Carolina, and my other sister is a teacher. So they all kind of work for other people. It's a totally different lifestyle, so yeah. a lot of them don't like get it, you know, but it's, it's, it's time consuming. It's not something everyone it's, understands. Right. It's, it's not. And it's hard. You know, I, I see both sides of it. A lot of people would rather just go to a nine to five during the week. Sure. Five o'clock comes around, you get in your car, you go home, and you're done. That's it's, it. It's you the know? two different mindsets. Right. For you me, know, you're on one side of the quadrant or you're on the other. Yeah. You know? Right. You know, I'm so. still in school uh, till May. I'll be done. Uh, so after that, I want to just put more time into the business. But you know, for me, I have school till say whatever three o'clock some days, and then I get home. My workday is just starting. Right. You know, or even if I you know go into somebody else's warehouse to help out. For for the day nine mm-hmm. to five, I'm done at five. My workday is just starting, right. you know. So, for me, I put in a lot of extra time. Mm-hmm. My saying has always been, you know, a lot of people say you get in what you put out. Um, my saying has always been, if you put in the weekdays, you'll get out the weekdays. And I these like past that. few weeks, I mean, I've had events Tuesdays, Mondays, Thursdays, you know, Wednesdays, Fridays, every day of the week. I've been, you know, out You're working somewhere. events, yeah. stuff like that. Um, and it comes down to just putting in the weekdays in the winter when it was 
was a little slow. Mm-hmm. I put in a lot of extra time during the week on social media, everything like that, like we were talking about, um, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, and that's where the clients that host those weekday events are. And yeah, that's where they're looking. Right. You know, So I put in the week, I get the week out, and then the weekend just kind of comes just based on you know referrals and parties and stuff like that. And I could really touch on the fact that you know being in college and running your own business, it's not easy. It's re- it's really it's really not because you know you're in the middle of you know English lit, and you're worried about you know oh crap I just had I just I missed a, a phone call. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times my parent my p- teachers must have thought I had like a UTI or something like that. <laughs> I am running to the bathroom almost yeah. every class to take a phone call from a client. Yeah, you know it's just it's funny. You, I was just saying the same thing to my mom the other day too. I was like, my teachers probably think I have problems. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you're always leaving, you, you know, know, to take care of it. And but if you could like balance that. it, hundred percent. Yeah, that's solid. And you t- and you do the same thing, man. You you balance a I lot try. of different yeah. things, man. You yeah. you, you do. It's I just, think so, sometimes it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, you know, I, I try to get involved with so many different things, and. You know, it's it's hard to balance it sometimes, but if you can and you make the most of it, it's very re- re- rewarding in the business aspect. The right. fact that we both got here and we're able to be here weekly is pretty amazing, to be honest. Because when you when, when I know you you're when Anthony way more first busy came to me with this idea, I was like, dude, what time do you think I have to do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you want to make the time, you, you know, you just do it. And you right. know, I think that you know, I think it's so important to get you know the DJ community talking, and you know, because there's so many similar experiences. I started my company when I was in college. You know, he started his in high school. I mean, it's just yeah, like, me too. it's yeah. just awesome, man. I mean, it's just exactly. There's just so many similar stories and so many things to feed off of each other and different ideas and whatnot. And the funny thing is, is we're all in business for ourselves, but we can all help each other. Like, that's 100%. the biggest thing. Like, I know there are so many events that I could have coming up and there's certain things that I don't do that I don't even. I just called Brandon the other day. I just met with a client that's doing a really big festival. And all of a sudden, halfway through my lunch, I find out they were just speaking with Brandon about doing some other things. So the minute I got out of the out of the um, the meeting, I called him. I said, hey, call me. I want to talk to you about how, And I tried selling his stuff for him because like, they were like, yeah, we're thinking about it. And I was like, no, let's do it. Because I know that with him on board, I can kind of move my stuff and maneuver even more stuff. Right. So, it, dude, it's, it's all teamwork, man. It's just, it is. It Especially is. on the production side. I was just going to piggyback off that and yeah. say, you know, with the entertainment side, it, it's still there. Um, there's going to be those companies that just do the weekend and yeah. they need dance stages. They're not going to go out buy them because right. that comes with storage, it comes with insurance, comes mm-hmm. with everything like that. So there's going to be some teamwork there. Um, but with the DJ side of things, you know, when a bride and groom book an entertainment company, they're usually booking the entertainment company to handle the DJ, music, mm-hmm. everything like that. And then they're booking the entertainment company to do the photo booth right. and, you know, anything else that comes with that. So they're booking one company. That's it. Right. They want to sign one contract. That's it. One and done. With the production side of things, it's the complete opposite. 100% you know, agree. Um, a lot of the big events, you know, even the events we were just talking about, the other big companies on mm-hmm. Long Island that are doing the production stuff, mitzvahs and stuff like that. I mean, it's the same 10 companies on every job. Every job. You know, yep. but there's there's 10 of them. Right. And they, they all kind of offer the same thing, too, but they're each doing they're different all, aspects. They're all you know? known for their one niche. Like, 100%. That's like, that's what they, oh, they're really good at that. But 100%. I like to use this company for that. And I have no problem with that. Listen, if I'm getting a piece of the pie all I can ask for. Exactly. You know what I mean? If we're, you know, if they're happy with what we're doing and they want to give a try for something new, awesome. But I'm not going to complain. Right. You know what I mean? I see, I have so many events that I do and I know every year they're going to use this company for one thing. What am I going to do? Right. You know what I mean? They like what they're using. I'm going to upset them. You know, yeah. I try to, I try to say, hey, this is what we can also do. And if they want to take it, they take it. But the worst thing you can do is be a car salesman and be pushy, right. especially when you come to production events. You know right. what I mean? And in that, yeah, it's just no, 100%. I, I mean, you need to be a little pushy. 
but if you're just the right amount of pushy, I think there's a lot of success to be had. Yeah, I feel like if you, you know, especially in this type of industry. Because you, you have to offer different things, you know? Yeah. No, no, no. You can you can offer it without being pushy. Right. You right. want to like, put the right. ideas on the table, say, hey, you know, consider this, think right. about it. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to you say. Know? Is yeah. that like you can put out there what you do without being pushy. Yeah. Right. That's kind of where I was going with that. No, you know, you're, but you're right. I mean, but a lot you, of it. You want to offer everything. So that you could sell as much as you can. Right? Yeah, yeah. And the corporate ends ends hard. You know, even corporate conferences and stuff, they'll come to you and say, "Hey, I need two TVs with a live feed and two speakers with one wireless mic for a speaker." And you know, it's very cut and dry. They know what they need. They've been doing it for years, kind right. of thing. Give me an invoice. So, let me know how much. Exactly, it. and that's it. It's so that you know, you just want to write up the paperwork, send it to them, book it, be done. You know, but right. there's certain things that you can, like the color run. I was saying, mm-hmm. you could throw extra ideas on the table and be like, hey, you want to make it a little bigger this year, make it a little better. You exactly. Know, or things, maybe it's cut like and dry that. that first year, but the next year, like, hey, listen. So I was there next last year, and you know, you guys did a great job. However, I think we could do this a little bit better by adding X, you know, right. and, and once you have, and it's all about the relationships with your clients. Exactly. You know, I mean, and especially in the production side rather than, I mean, the DJ side, yes, but I feel like more the production side, that's where you get the residual accounts. 100%. You know, those are where it's every year, you know what dates it's going to be. They're calling you in January when it's in August to let you know, hey, lock the dates in, we're doing it again. Yeah, right. because when they know that you add value to their event, they're going to want you right. every single time, right? Because they know you actually care about the event, exactly, and, and that's important. You know, yeah, and and back to the the Relay Life uh, Relay for Life event I do every year. Um, that was a big thing. They had somebody that was donating sound. They were doing bands for a while, and then they would just play an iPod in between. You know, which is cool. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but that that particular school hosts a really big Relay for Life. Mm-hmm. They get a lot of people, Huge. and um, I I think they can get even a lot more people yep. if the value is there for the guests attending it kind of thing um so one of my pitches to them you know was to just offer something unique and different that would attract more people and then interact with more people online too so it kind of ties back to social media and stuff like that absolutely so anthony one more time where can they find us everywhere cuepointspodcast.com we got all our links on there instagram and facebook at cuepointspodcast youtube anthony garcia dj vlogs and where are what day are we on Wednesdays, every week. Every week. Every week. Every single week. They're going to get tired of me pretty soon. <laughs> Q Points Podcast every single Wednesday. Catch us at QPointsPodcast.com. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Check us out. We'll be back right after this. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Will from the Q Points Mobile DJ Podcast, and we would love to get your opinion and your take on the DJ world in today's day and age and how much it's changed and everything going on and having to do with the mobile DJ universe. Give us an email at QPointsPodcast at gmail.com, and let's get you involved in the conversation. Again, that's QPointsPodcast at gmail.com. We'll speak to you soon. If you're enjoying the Q Points Mobile DJ Podcast, then you got to give us a follow. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at Q Points Podcast for giveaways, product reviews, and so much more. That's Q Points Podcast on all social media platforms. Check us out. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Q Points, the mobile DJ podcast. We are sitting here with Mr. Brandon Havrilla. Yes. I like that last <laughs> name, man. It's kind of cool. Havrilla. 
<laughs> Thank you for sitting down with us. We appreciate uh, it. Spanish and Havria. <laughs> yeah, man. How, I, I get a little bit of everything. Right? It does sound. I Spanish. always get the how do how do you pronounce your last name? What are you actually though? So, I'm, cu- I'm curious. What are your name? A little bit of German and Thai. Nice. And, and, all right. Yeah. A little, okay. little, little nice little mixture. mixture. All right, that's Mutt. cool. <laughs> so we talked about a lot of stuff in the uh, in the last segment from you know all the different things you do and uh, you know the, just the industry between production and DJing. So you're only 19, which I give you a lot of credit for. How do you how do you deal with the do you find that there's a stigma about the young entrepreneur, especially when it comes to weddings, corporate events, you know, coming in at under 20? It's difficult, but there there definitely is a stigma. Um, My least favorite word right now is millennial. It's all over Facebook, (laughs) and it's usually linked with something negative. (laughs) Yeah, it's always something bad when you see millennial. Yeah, um, even in you know some of the Facebook groups we're in and stuff, there's that that term gets tossed around and associated with you know different things, uneducated stuff like that. And um, I'm sure it angers you. I'm sure it's annoying. Yeah, my least favorite thing, but it. It, at the same time, it's almost like a, a drive and a push to that, prove them wrong, you know. So, so I know I agree with you, but at the same point, if you play devil's advocate, if you're in those groups and everything like that, do you see why? Like, do you see? Because I mean, I've personally seen people post that do yes. fit that stigma. <laughs> like I always say, 100%. like there, there's reasons that these, you know, that that come that the stereotypes come out. It's right. because to some degree they might be true. Right. However, you're like you stick out. Because you're not, and, and I, I was very similar in that sense, you know. I mean, I got a beard, so that helps. But um, <laughs> when I was younger, it was it was very difficult, you know. You'd meet with a bride and groom as your own company, and you know, because I've so I've been in business since 14. So I started mine when I was 20. Before that, I had other companies that I w- you know worked for and ran. Mm-hmm. But with with me, it was you know it was I had to extra sell because you know I was only 20. They didn't right. really take me as seriously. So I feel like you really you know you really outshine a lot of people your age, and you kind of like beat back that millennial thing. At the same point, I say that stuff all the time, like stupid millennials, because I see so many kids that fit the damn stereotype. But you come so far out of the stereotype, and I feel like, to be honest, if you could pick whether there was a stereotype or wasn't, it's almost better that there is, because you stand out better. And I've always said, for me, it's like, I'm, you know, I'm glad there's a stereotype, you know, about, you know, under 30 people, because I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm, for what I'm doing, I'm killing it. And I, you know, I, I stand out for that reason. Right. No, I agree. And uh, back to the thing you were saying before that do I see the what where they're getting at with having that stereotype 100%. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, the railroad tracks, watch the gap. Like, that sign's only there because someone didn't watch the gap, you know? <laughs> I like that. The, the, you know, analogy, the watch like your that. step signs. Like, they're only there because someone right. didn't Hot watch their coffee. step, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, thing, oh my gosh. It, it makes sense that they're there. I get it. Um, and that's why I just kind of push more to, yeah. to prove them wrong. Um, but for a while... When I first started the company, it was it was hard to sell, even yeah. you know birthday parties stuff mm-hmm. like that, um, and that's where the whole you know you got to start somewhere, you got to charge low, whatever it is. Right. Like you know, someone has to do those events though. There's got to be someone. Right. I'm at the point now where I can't take a three hundred fifty dollar DJ right. birthday party. You know, right. I, I turn that down in a heartbeat. I got to get you know you know eight hundred dollars for a one man DJ. Right. Otherwise, there's no not What's enough money point? for insurance for everything. You know, um, but that stuff came with building up the business and learning the industry and stuff right. like that. Um, but with that said, you know, along the way, I mean, when I started, I couldn't sell weddings. I mean, now I'm starting to sell more and more weddings. But mm-hmm. again, that's not what I'm targeting. Right, so if a wedding calls me, 
yes, I'll book you, you know, I'll, I'll sit down with you and, and talk to you kind uh-huh. of thing, but um, I'm not going to push advertising weddings right. and, and target weddings and stuff like that. Everything I do is geared towards the corporate the and the corporate, event production which is side smart, of things. And you're still going to get weddings because, sure. you know, especially families and, and friends in a few years when my friends from high school are getting married and yeah, stuff, you'll have plenty they're all going to come here because they knew I was a DJ in high school, you know, right. and I'll still be able to do that stuff and offer those services. And I can attest but, to that because I know people that went to your high school because of my girlfriend's brother and everything and every single time I've ever brought up your name like oh yeah that guy is a DJ <laughs> yeah. like that's how people knew you right but right. Uh, to, to also say so I know Anthony now you're in a lot of these so there's a lot of groups especially on Long Island these Long Island DJ yeah. and MC right. groups this it's bunch a big of them. community so and, I, and Anthony's actually come to me more than once and he's like I don't like what they're saying and and I want you to touch on we that too we did touch upon this last time but yeah. I'll talk about it a little more I just didn't like how um like the more experienced guys would right off the bat just come and bash the younger guys. I do understand where they're coming from, but like we all start somewhere. I feel like it's almost with anything though. I mean like, you know, if you're in the gym, you know, you got the big guys in the back putting all the weights and they're looking at these, you know, guys just starting out that have the 30 pound weights. I feel like it's just almost like human evolution. I feel like the guy, and especially you got to think if these guys, some of them might be, you know, 40, 50, you know, they might've started in the late 80s, which is really where, you know, mobile DJing started. And it's like, so they, they, if they don't keep changing, which the ones that are doing successful things have continued to evolutionize. However, the ones that are still stuck in, you know, 1990, they're just, they're salty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to have people that are salty. And they're going to be like, I've been doing this 30 years. So what? Well, that, so and, what? Um, I know there's a lot, um, there's a lot of advice and everything that those older guys can give to the younger guys. Yeah. But the younger guys are so um, intimidated because they don't feel welcomed into this DJ community. Well, you also have to play with and you that's know, the, the problem. Ego. There's that a I lot had. of egos. There's a lot of egos in one group. That's that's why I had the problem. Yeah. Not I, not because they were wrong, not because they were being dicks, right. but just because I felt like it was So I said ass and that was like not allowed, but apparently we're moving on to the D word. I'll bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is I'll bleep that. what what I what I <laughs> what I can what I can say about it though is cuz you know, I'm obviously not that old but there's a lot of frustrating things that sometimes get posted and everything like that so I feel like all the good that's done in the younger community it kind of gets outshined by that which it's it's awful but it's true you know I mean there might be you know like Brandon's killing it doing some sick events everybody's commenting you know awesome things and then someone posts like uh, you know just something like so basic and they're just like why are you even in this group and it's unfortunate, you know what I mean? And that's why it's, yeah, that's, you know. That's the only reason why it just made me feel a little uncomfortable was because I felt like I was being pushed out because I was younger and I didn't offer all these things and maybe I don't belong here, you know? But as I, and I've, I've said this on different shows, and th- this is the big difference I feel between, you know, you know, Brand- Brandon's company, you know, he does photo booths. He does step and repeats. He does DJs and everything. He has TVs. He worked hard for that. But he has them. Yeah. He's not going out there saying, you know, I'm Red Max events and we do all these things and then he's subbing everything out to different people. Listen, if you want to do something like that, that's cool, but don't sell it to other DJs like that because you're not selling to a client. That you know, and don't sell it when you're 16 or 19 years old. Right. Like, I don't care like, how long you. I've are, seen multiple people, it, you know? dude, that are 16 years old selling this stuff. Like, bro, you can't even drive. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have a junior's license. You're supposed to be home before dark. The event doesn't start till 9 p.m. Like, what are you doing, bro? I know a couple people, like <laughs> in person and from YouTube, that like you'll you'll watch their gig logs and like their mom or their dad 
has to drive them that I respect to though. the gig. I've seen that before. I know this one kid. There's this kid on Craigslist that I've seen multiple times. Kid must be like 13, and he's posting like I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there's this one yeah. kid. I don't know his name. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But like he's always posting like he does these small events, and he's not expensive, and he just sells his DJ stuff. Right. And like he goes to these events, and I get I hope I guess he gets booked. But like that I respect because he didn't come out the door saying I do you know weddings, I do this and that, and I'm 14 or 13. However old he is, he sells However, what he sells. Dude, what there are has. plenty of people that I know that if you said, "Hey, I'm having a six uh, a six year old birthday party for my kid," you know, do you know anybody? They can't come to me. I even you know I can't give them something you know for three three fifty four hundred dollars. It doesn't pay between my co- workers' comp disability whatnot, you know. But like you said before, there needs to be someone for that client. Yeah. And the fact that the parents are able to drop that kid off and pick him up, dude, that's huge. That kid already is going to be starting a business at 12 and 13. It's, like, it's that's respectable, awesome. I think. But yeah. it's because of the fact that he's selling what he is. You have leading arts entertainment. You don't sell all these other things. If they ask you for it, yeah. you either come to me and say, Will, can we do this? Or you go to someone else, which is cool. But like, you don't sell yourself as something you're not. And that's that's where I have a problem. Well, I feel like out of respect for the client, too, you shouldn't do that. Well, you shouldn't sell what you don't. But like imagine. But now imagine and this is where I'm playing devil's advocate for it is in this in these groups. Right. You're not selling to clients. You're talking to the same people that do it. Right. You're in a group with. So like you're literally like if I like I do casino nights, I have I own 50 over 50 tables. And now imagine me in a group with someone who's saying they sell casino nights, say I sell but them. they yeah. subcontract for me. Right. Like, why are you saying that in a DJ group? Go say that on your Facebook. Mm-hmm. Don't say it in a DJ group, and then you're going to be like, someone's going to hit you up and be like, oh, can I? Uh, can you let me prices? And then you're going to give them prices that are boosted up from my prices when you're wholesaling? You know what I mean? It just it doesn't make sense. And that's where I understand both sides of that argument. Right. So on a brighter note, though, on top of all the production, all the lighting, the DJing and everything, dude, you're also a drummer. I am a drummer. The hell, I've been man. a drummer Where do you get while? that time for? <laughs> a well-known percussionist. I'm, yeah. I'm in the area, I'm trying to, to branch out and, and do percussion more on the weekends, um, yeah. especially as I build up my crew and my team to, to do my events. Um, you know, if I just got stage rentals or something on a Saturday night, I can go play percussion for another party right. and have them take care of that, you right. know, kind of thing. Has it been hard for you to find people that you can trust being that, you know, I don't know how old the guys are that work for you, but I'm assuming they're on the younger side, around our age. You know, is it hard finding the the? Because um, I know, like, in, when I when I was starting, a lot of my friends worked for me. So it's that it's that balance. It's very hard because it's like, hey, we're friends, but this is business time. Right. And I've had to have that conversation more than once, where I'm like, listen, man. I'm, you're one of my best friends, but we this can't happen. This is my business, right. and as my friend, you should respect that. Right? You know, have you had that issue with finding people to work? Hundred percent, yeah. And like you said, a lot of them are around our age or a few mm-hmm. years older, um, and I think that just comes down to the whole age thing too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I tried to start hiring people that were you know 40, 50, 60 years right. old, are the respect's listen? not going to be there. They're right. they're going to be the owner in that right. situation, you know, because they're older. Um, so that's that's hard, but that will kind of come with the company. As the company grows and I get right. older, I'll be hiring, you know, people that are younger or around my age right. that are now older kind the of The longer thing. you're around, the more respect you're going to get. I, you know, 100%. I just, it's for just sure. difficult sometimes because if you want, you know, if a client's asking for something specific, you know, it's hard for you to turn around to a 38-year-old and be like, hey, you know, you got to go do this when right. you're half their age. Right. So I definitely, so you've seen that too. That's, yeah. yeah, that's definitely, uh, 
an interesting point. But as far as the percussion goes, um, that's another cool thing, man. Because, I mean, I, to be honest, like, I only know a couple that I really would trust. I mean, I've called you before. You know, you got Justin Scheidling, who's a good friend of mine. Right. I know there's... Um, Bopa, or uh, I'm probably saying his name Bapa, right. Bapa, yeah. Bapa. <laughs> Bopa. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a couple guys, but that's that's even a, more of a niche. I mean, that's then you're getting really down into it. I mean, you're really there getting is, down into gritty. You know, I've seen more and more pop up on Instagram, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's just like DJing, and I think one day everyone will be a percussionist, too. Um, but, you know, I've been playing drums since I was four. Mm-hmm. And wow. I got my drum, my first drum set when I was four. And, I mean, I wasn't playing drums at four, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. was hitting things at four. And, <laughs> and, you know, I slowly started to hit them on beat but um, I played you know all throughout elementary school middle school and mm-hmm. high school I was in concert bands I was in marching band in high school I was on you know drum line I was in jazz band I I did all that I tried to you know I went to a lot of drum clinics I played um, I'm actually one of my drum teachers is the drummer for 45 RPM oh yeah um, I've seen them dude they're fantastic yeah, they're, they're, they're a fantastic they're well band. known around here. I don't know how they fit so many people on stage yeah. <laughs> there's like 11 people on yeah. stage no they're uh, they're a fantastic band so I went to a lot of her concerts I've like played her drums at one or two concerts to songs and yeah, stuff like that Plays and sings so, at the same time, right? Like, yes, they're yeah. amazing. She's yeah, very that's talented, amazing. Yeah. That's some real talent right there. That's oh my god, dude! They're a great group. You're so well-rounded for your age, and I, like it's weird for me to say that because I'm not. I'm only six years older, but in this space, there's not a lot of people under 25. There aren't. It's just, and there there are. I shouldn't say that. There are a lot of DJs. There aren't a lot of business owners. Yeah. You know what I mean? There aren't. I mean, and and the ones that are, you know, like Anthony's killing it. He gets his name out there. He does these events. And he does a great job. I met him at one of his own events, right. you know, but it's just, you're, it's hard to find. It, it really is a lot of people, like you said in the beginning of the show, you know, a lot of people are nine to five. Yeah. I'm just curious where this, where do you see the mobile DJ world going in the next like 20 years? Do you, where do you see it? It's tough. I don't, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people are saying with technology, Spotify, Spotify premium right. now, there's no commercials. Right. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying it's going to go in the direction of no DJs at events. It's mm-hmm. just going to be, you know, an app you download that's called like my DJ and you just play the music off that, that you want. Um, you know, but at the same time. It's tough because DJing is an art and a skill. I mean, you mm-hmm. to play the right song at the right time, you know, mixing has gotten easier. There's right. auto sync. There's all that stuff. Sure, mixing yeah. two songs is not too difficult now. Right. But, you know, the art of actually knowing the music you're playing, knowing your choosing crowd. the right thing, right. reading the crowd, um, all that stuff is, is an art. There's no doubt about it, you know. Um, so it, it's hard to kind of see where the DJ industry is going. I don't, I don't know. What about you, Andrew? Where do you think it's going? Um, I mean, I think you're right. I think with things like Spotify and they're coming out with these new apps where it's like a it's like an auto DJ. Um, hopefully that doesn't go too far because I think that takes the value out of an event. And the other thing but, um, interesting is, you know, you have these younger and younger, you know, couples that are getting, you know, getting married and they almost don't want an MC. You know, they're almost like, oh, just, just do we really need one yeah. or anything? And I feel yeah, like they try it, to cut. Things right. out of what, and, and what makes an event an event. I right. do feel like there's a very big stigma sometimes when you say MC that you know they got to be this guy hopping up and down, everyone clapping their hands. When really, like I sell it, you know, you need someone who's good going to be your coordinator for the day. You know, right. it's gonna be work with your major D. Right. So I feel like that part really can't go away too much because you still need a coordinator. Maybe it will be different. I also feel like a lot of the catering halls, I could see them putting their own sound systems in. They already Some put their own lights are. in. Right. Yeah, Some, they're doing lighting. They're doing They're video doing already. TVs and everything. I mean, yeah. they're trying to, you know, I mean, listen, they got to make their money. So I can't, you know, it's just like for me with the halls, if you're going to put the stuff in, 
and you're going to sell a package, then you should sell it with a tech. Mm-hmm. Don't you know? Like, don't tell me you're going to put up lights in a package. And this is where the education of the clients. I can't wait to have Phil from After Hours on because I'm going to need like 18 shows. Shout out Phil because he's going to go on and on about this. But like, don't sell something like you know if you're going to do uh, you're throwing in an uplighting package for free. You're not even going to charge the client. Yeah. But then you know. It, it's on rainbow mode and it's going, it's flashing, Boring and they're dinner. trying to do the first yeah. dance. And you know, you got Grandma Perkins in the corner being like, "Can you shut the lights?" <laughs> I can't and, see anything. And there's someone in the only person that knows how to do it is upstairs doing another party. Right. right. You know what I mean? If you're going to sell something, first of all, charge for it, and second of all, have a tech. That's. I don't think that's a lot to ask for because if you right. book it from Brandon, from Anthony, from me, you're going to get a tech or someone who at least knows what they're doing. You know, you're going to put moving heads in the ceiling. Don't just let them go wild the whole night. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're trying to do a candlelighting ceremony and the flash is in the girl's face. I agree. But at the same time, maybe they just leave it how it is because that makes it easier for us to sell on top. And and that's exactly it. I just did a wedding the other weekend at a venue that installed their own uplights. Nice catch, by the way. Threw them in in for free. (laughs) And we still booked a full room. Package of uplighting. We have we we're doing Sweet Sixteen you know. this weekend, and the place has their own TVs. We're bringing ours. Yeah, you know what I mean because they're getting yeah. what they're paying for. They're getting a video tech. You right. know they're getting. You know we're able to control everything, and that's just it's so huge. Right. And so it's it's going to be interesting where you know the whole industry itself goes. The it, you know the the right. everything's getting cheaper. You know your your entry fee is nothing. Exactly. Your entry, your, Next your to nothing, a yeah. laptop that you yeah. probably have from college or you know high school. Yeah, music's. I mean, music's almost it's free. cheaper and cheaper yeah. with like I mean, all the record pools. And, and I mean, really. if you're really starting, you don't even need a record. You know, what I mean, these guys aren't even getting record pools. They're going on YouTube and they're downloading the top 100. Unfortunately, with a, you know what yes, I mean. Like that's, that's legal, but yeah, it is <laughs> yeah. illegal, and they shouldn't be doing it. And also, the quality is god awful. Right, so right. I mean, you got that. But and, the entry level speakers they're getting, you can't tell anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah, that is so, exactly. Uh, before we moved on from you being well rounded, I just wanted to touch upon like you're involved in so many different things in the industry. Um, how do you work your scheduling? Like, do you have a program that you use, uh, a calendar? Yeah, so I use Google Calendar. Yeah, shout out um, Google. Shout out to That's Google. That's what we use. Um, <laughs> if they made me pay for it, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. But it's awesome. You know, I mean, I, I use Google Calendar for everything. And then I use uh, a program called 17 Hats. Um, oh, you've, you've told me about this, right. Which is a CRM. It's just, you know, um, everything business-wise mm-hmm. goes through that software. Contracts, invoices, everything. Oh, cool. And 17 Hats actually links to Google calendar which is pretty sweet that's great so as soon as i enter in an event there it gets linked to my google calendar and as soon as i enter something in my google calendar it links to my 17 hats calendar so if i'm in 17 hats and i'm entering the details for an event a little pop-up comes up and says you have three other events this day right and i could check times make sure they don't overlap whatever it is and vice versa i like that so see that's why i wanted to ask because when you're involved with so many different things like say you have a gig for Percussion, and then you're also booked for right, you got a uh, color code. You got a production all these gig things. where you're sending out staging or something. Right. You know, you got to make sure you have staff. That's, or that's the other reason Google Calendar uh, is super helpful for me. I mean, I have two calendars. I have the company one, and mm-hmm. I have my personal one. Right. So my personal one has all my classes for school in it. Right. Uh, I mean, I use it right now. I use it for obviously meetings and stuff like that. But I use it for reminders too a lot. Just oh, yeah. you know, call so and so back, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, which I'm trying to find somewhere else. I mean. Right now in my office, I use post-its on my desk. That's the easiest for me. Okay, right. I'm done with that. I peel it off, throw it out hey, kind old, of thing. Old-fashioned you know? works. And yeah. if there was some way to like just 
put a post-it on the home screen of my iPhone, well, I would. I, I might have an option for you. I mean, you I, I mean, Anthony knows I do this all day. I mean, like, all day long, I'm just telling Siri, remind me in two hours to call whatchamacallit. And if you don't actually tell it, like, that you completed it, it'll keep coming up. Right. So that's what I do. That's. But before before we wrap up, I have one, one more question for you. You're 19 now. Where do you see yourself at 25? That's six years. 25. So you're talking it's going to be 2025 because that's kind of – it must be easy for you being born in the millennium. You can't ever forget, you know, what, what you're, how old <laughs> yeah, you are. the years kind of Yeah. <laughs> where, where do you see yourself at 25 in, in, in 30 seconds? That's a tough question to answer. I mean, hopefully just continue growing the business, being mm-hmm. a, a larger, you know, multi-op. I mean, the production – world, you don't really call it a multi-op, but in the DJ world, you know, a multi-op, right. having multiple jobs out at a time. I'm trying to gear more towards that corporate stuff. Hopefully mm-hmm. just all, you know, corporate jobs being able to fill both my calendar and all my staff's calendar, you know, all I, year round. I mean, I don't know so. you in, but I think he's well on his way. You know, he's definitely a great, he's he a great asset, a great, you know, a great guy to yeah. talk to and everything like that. I've have nothing but very knowledgeable, good, good things to say about him. And I yeah. think he's really on his way. And, and in 20 years, God bless, if we're still doing this, I really feel like, you know, you could be at the top of the game because there's not a lot of guys, like I've said multiple times. I expect him to be at the top of the game. I like sure. that better. But really quick, Ant, tell us where they can find us one more time. QPointsPodcast.com, Facebook and Instagram at QPointsPodcast. Uh, and we put the video version of the podcast on YouTube. Anthony Garcia, DJ Voice. Every Wednesday at noon, right? Every Wednesday. All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, we are the Q Points Mobile DJ Podcast every single Wednesday. Find us online, qpointspodcast.com. We have giveaways coming up. We're going to be going to these events May 1st. Make sure you write down IDJ Now. They're giving away thousands of dollars of QSC equipment. You have to be there. There's going to be plenty of people to meet. It's going to be an awesome time. Thank you again for tuning in. If you guys have any questions, comments, again, QPointsPodcast.com. Write us write us something. Let us know what you think of the show, and we will see you guys again next week.